This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hi, this is John Dorsey, co-executive producer of Superhuman Public Radio and the voice of Ethan Schwartz. I wanted to talk to you about a new sponsor of SPR. The series is called The White Vault a horror audio drama set in a remote Arctic outpost and the records of the team sent to repair the station. Now, if you're fans of H.P. Lovecraft's At the Mountains of Madness, this show is for you. Now, this series is complete, so if you're looking for something with a definitive end, check them out today. Find them on your favorite podcasting app or at thewhitevault.com. Now, on to the show. This is SPR. Malcolm Tent, longtime sidekick of Miss Liberty, has revealed himself to be a member of the Villainous League. The Sidekick Association of America has issued a press release stating, Wow, what a twist. Did not see that coming. They have promised to reevaluate their screening process for future members. That was Apoorva Singh reporting from SPR Cambridge. Live from Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. The NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board, has ruled in favor of freelancers employed by the app Lackey, paving the way for those workers to unionize. Kirby King, the current president of the National Henchmen's Union, Igor, made this statement to the press. We build the lairs. We take the hits. We make the doomsdays happen. When minions need someone, they know Igor has a hench's back. So do the villains who think they can muck with this vote. Remember... We know where the bodies are buried, because we did the digging. When asked to justify its decision, a rep from the NLRB said, quote, don't worry about it, while counting a stack of non-sequential small bills. That was Wenling Chen reporting from Washington. It's 76 degrees here in Paradise City, and now we enter the speech bubble. From JDHC Houston, this is the Speech Bubble. I'm Kelly Close. Superpowered Americans were shocked earlier this month by the passage of HB 1.14, the Super Act. This act requires the registration of any citizen with powers big or small, from the mild-mannered to the spectacular. With me to discuss the potential fallout from this bill, we have student activists from the Future People Academy, Juhi Singh. Hey! Oh, were we supposed to wait? We are also joined by the Director of Superhuman Relations from the Heroic Legion, Elizabeth Lizard, as well as Gary Guinness, the founder of anti-super citizens group, Normcore. Pro-normalcy, not anti-super. We love supers. We just love equality more. Okay, Gary, we'll start with you. Your organization has been in the vanguard of the movement to register supers, but you are also a vocal proponent of individual rights, especially the right to privacy. 
Isn't there a contradiction right, well, okay. there? If you're unpowered in this country, you are a second-class citizen. Normcore was founded to protect people from the bullies, whether it's big government or big capes disrupting the safety and security of normal Americans. <laughs> so we're not normal? I don't remember too many of our founding fathers running at the speed of light. <laughs> Liz! I wonder if you could speak. Maybe it had something to do with the fact that if I had powers back then, your founding fathers would have burned themselves a witch. And isn't that what's happening right now? Normcore gathers up mobs to run down normal superpowered kids. What about the innocent children who go to school every day afraid that they may be melted in their seats? That never happens. A kid with powers is 10 times more likely to be bullied. 25 times more likely to commit suicide than your normal, boring, unspecial kids. Liz, the Heroic Legion has been seen as tipping the scales and getting this bill passed. The Heroic Legion stands with superhumans from every walk of life. Our only concern is keeping citizens safe. We are grateful that our active members have been given immunity, but only because of their hmm, unique- I totally agree. We actually stand with the Legion on this 100%. Hmm. What, you don't think so? We can all dream of a world without Death Guzzler and Psycho Beam and Cosmos. But in the meantime, organizations like the Legion are a necessary evil. And that is why we pushed for the Super Act. And why Norris is a champion of the people's rights uh, well, to- I wouldn't- can, can, can I just- can I just finish here? I let you speak, now can I speak? Don't silence me anymore here. I don't want to be gaslit. The Super Act does what the Legion does. It keeps everyday citizens protected. Everyday citizens. Protected. So it's okay for my dad to give his life to bring down Babylon. But if he wanted to just be a reporter, you'd have him tagged and watched. To remind our listeners, Juhi's father was SPR news anchor Stephen Singh, better known as the hero Quantum. I think what Juhi is saying is there are many citizens who don't want their life defined by their powers. While superhumans like me and Juhi have been quite public about our gifts... There are plenty of people who say this law will bring them into the spotlight unnecessarily. Thank you. Well, I think that the I, Legion I, I, plays... I think that last bit was directed at me. Now, at the end of the day, it's a website. If these people who can vaporize you with their minds want to be mini-gods one minute and act like victims the next, they can try. <sighs> but they're not fooling any of us anymore. I think you meant to say... I don't mind fascism when it affects people that are different than me. I usually call them freaks to my crowd, but I'm on the radio and I want to seem reasonable. Exactly my point. Now, without the super act, listeners may not know that little Jewy Singy here can make these illusions. And while it's a cute little party trick, look how dangerous even that could be to our national discourse. What would be stopping her from impersonating, well, the president? Or cosmos. Ugh! More dangerous than your thugs threatening children when all they want to do is live a normal life? A normal life. Hmm. Yeah. Good luck, Jewy Singh. <sighs> Unbelievable! <clears throat> Tempers are high, but we're running out of time. In our final minute, I just want to give everybody a chance to speak. Question of the day. What are we going to see in the next few months now that this bill has become law? Gary, you can start. Well, it's simple. A safer and freer America. Now, isn't that what we all want? For all this fear talk, the Super Act is going to bring us together and start a real conversation about the roles of supers in our society. Do he? A lot more bullying, dropouts, discrimination. A lot of good people being chased out of their jobs. Hate crimes going up and a lot more misinformation. 
Liz. Hate crimes. Hate crimes. Really. Yeah. It's called self-defense. Okay. It's Liz's It's not self-defense if you start it. If you walk into a school with a laser, isn't that starting it? You walk around with a mouth. Okay, everyone, let's just calm down. Sorry. That was Did you just touch me with, with your, your powers? powers? Wow. Cool. I feel pretty okay about it. Carry on. That is actually all the time we have. Apologies to Liz Lizard. Contentious debate on a contentious bill. From the Speech Bubble, I'm Kelly Close. Support for SPR comes from Yelp. Was that landing a little bit rougher than you like? Need a place to vent? That's why we founded Yelp, a place you can anonymously rate the superhero who just saved your life. Yelp puts you in command of your local super community. Supers with low ratings on Yelp often hang up the cape, needing professional help to regain the confidence you just crushed with nothing but a snide paragraph. During a rescue, post pics, habits, weaknesses you've noticed. Weaknesses? Lenny, a villain wrote this. This was made by villains. Apologies. Please do not use this app. Live from Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. After the Heroic Legion became exempt from the Super Act's public registry, many expected the Legion's competitors to have a rough quarter. However, you wouldn't know it looking at the Southern Battalion's annual field day. SPR junior reporter Apoorva Singh is on the scene. It's a sunny day here at Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia. And the field is filled with students from the Southern Battalion's School to Sky Mentorship Program. In center field, Battalion hopeful Gina Rollins is attempting to throw a school bus using only her hair. Oh, wow. Okay, 30 meters. That is a state record. And that's her mentor, Bayou Beast, coming in for the celebration. Let's see how she's feeling. Sheena. <laughs> oh, hello again. Great throw. So tell me, what does this program mean to you? It's straight up my entire life. I've been in it since I was like 10, and Lucy, I mean Bayou is the best mentor in the world. I want to be just like her. Oh, me too. So if you go pro, are you going to stay with the battalion? Sure enough, not gonna trust the Legion now. Thanks, Gina. Over all of this stands battalion leader Steam Engine Jackson, the world's first and only steam engine hero. Whoa! May want to slow down a bit, Miss Singh. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle. Uh, Mr. Jackson. Any comments on this year's field day? But I think now more than ever, it's important to make kids feel proud to be empowered, you know? And and we're seeing some pretty mighty young people here. A lot of people were expecting a mass exodus from the battalion after the Super Act passed. But looking around here, it seems like everyone is in high spirits. <laughs> I don't blame those that left. I never hid behind the mask myself. I move straight at a thing. But some of my heroes' lives depend on it. They came to me and did it right. That feel is lucky to have them. What do you have to say about the battalion's low recruitment rates this quarter? Ah. <sighs> uh, I'm not too worried. Give it a few months and things will balance out. We've got a lot of fine talent here on this field. You know, people come here because we live by a code. I think young heroes judge an organization by the principles it stands by, 
<laughs> you know, I seem to remember a little girl who promised she'd take one of my spots someday. Life's funny sometimes. Well, I'm still glad to see you following in your daddy's shoes. Well, one of them. Oh, yeah? I've been hearing little rumors zipping around lately. Any comment on the rumors that you're closing your Jacksonville offices? <laughs> Whoa, hey, 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 we're fighters down here. Don't see us scaling back until there's no other way. Right, come on, why not stay and watch the game for a bit? I have to be off soon. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet you do. If you're in the greater Athens area, the School to Sky Field Day is free to the public. The exhibition lasts every day this week until 6 p.m. That was Aporva Singh reporting from Athens, Georgia. It's 74 degrees here in Paradise City, and now Sequential. Previously on Sequential. This show is not about the origin of Sicko. This show is about his most infamous crime. Tragedy in Chicago today. The kid, beloved sidekick to Goatman, has been found dead. So, for the record, did you kill the kid? I wish. So who did? But of the six deaths, three of them were apprenticed to Goatman. This is a World Tell Link prepaid call from Sicko. A patient at the Shady Acres Rehab Facility in. From these American Supers and QSPZ Baltimore, it's sequential. One tale told bit by bit. I'm Candace Stripe. We're at episode two. You probably heard the first episode on These American Supers or at our website, sprpod.com. But if you haven't, stop and go back to our last episode. We're telling this story in sequence. The story is about Philip Dodd, a.k.a. The Kid, Goatman's teenage sidekick who was allegedly killed by their main adversary, Sicko. Last episode, we presented the key pieces of evidence for and against Sicko. By the end, we had begun to consider evidence of another possible suspect. Three of them were apprenticed to Goatman. Now, I know what you're thinking. Did Candace Stripe just accuse Goatman of murder? No, not accuse. No. But Sicko has definitely been implying it during our phone calls. All I'm saying is it's weird, right? Having a sidekick? It's like having a goldfish. Your most basic job is to keep them alive. Not that I care, but... Well, jeez, Goatman? When he gets bored, <laughs> he just sends him down the toilet. <laughs> Before Phil, R.I.P., there was Jerry. And before Jerry, oh, there was this sweet girl. And besides her, oh, maybe a half dozen others who had the sense to run off before they could get flushed. And of course, there's his first ward, Tricky Ricky. <laughs> it's uh, Patrick, actually. Patrick Mason, the original kid. He's well into his 40s now, but for a time, he was the face of sidekicking in America. My father... <laughs> encouraged my sidekicking career, and found every opportunity to profit from it. Patrick was adopted from the Boys Home for Abandoned Acrobats by Goatman when he was 13 years old. While other kids were bumming around the mall or going to arcades, I was learning kung fu in the mornings and blood splatter analysis at night. The, the only other kids that I got to hang out with were the other juvenile giants. And even then, it wasn't like they were normal. Father kept telling me that all this was so I could replace him one day that Chicago would always need a goat man. 
So at age 18, Patrick expected to inherit the title of Goatman, but instead, he was fired by his own adopted father. He never intended to give up the horns. I don't think he can bear the thought of anyone else wearing them. <laughs> did, did you know he doesn't even have a will? After your time with Goatman, he's had a string of young warts, all dead now. Is this just cosmic coincidence, or could it be something more? My father is a malignant presence on the superheroic community. He promises a chance at the horns, and everyone just gives him what he wants. But it's never enough. That's the thing about goats. They eat everything. I don't know if he killed those kids. But I wouldn't put it past him. My son said that, huh? <laughs> but I'm a bad man. This is old horny himself, Goatman who agreed to a rare sit-down interview. These sidekicks, they don't know how lucky they are. I had to do everything myself. These kids, hell, they don't even have their own baddies. They inherit ours. My contemporaries trot out boy wonders for the cameras and then throw them back in the hideout when the fighting starts. I train soldiers, not mascots. So you're saying all the deaths were accidental? I am saying that when you walk the cliff's edge, sometimes you fall. I gave them everything. Millions in training, billions in equipment. My priceless time and attention. Philip was hot-headed. You've heard the audio. He stole my car. I did my best with him. A week before, he was getting ready to put on the horns. What happened? No, oh, come on. They all run once or twice. <clears throat> Teenage hormones. It seems like a lot of them tried to run pretty soon before their deaths. What are you getting at here, Candace? Do you want to say something to me? Uh, all of your sidekicks... Children. ...died, just as they were rumored to take over as Goatman. Are you accusing me of murder, young lady? I am just saying that it's suspicious. It was bad luck. Sicko says that there's a lot more to You're this. You are taking the word of a convicted murderer over a lifetime of service. Oh, would you like to deny it? For the record, did you kill Philip Dodd? No. I did not kill my son. But tell me, if... He is dead. Where's his body? I'm sorry. If Philip is really dead, show me his body. Sequential is produced by Haley Frond and me, Candace Stripe. Ethan Schwartz is our editorial advisor. Sequential is a production of These American Supers and QSPZ Baltimore. We'll be back next week with our next episode, The Body. Live from Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. The UN Security Council has notified the territory of Isla Silva, known to the locals as Zen, that its sovereignty will not be recognized until the android known as Galatea is returned to Zarpathia. Prince Nokov, supreme ruler of Zarpathia, stressed the urgency of the robot's return before the General Assembly.
There is a saying in Zarpathia about women who run away from home. Man leaves home, is wife's problem. Wife leaves home, is bad. This is not about Zarpathia. This is fate of all. The American president has shown us how dangerous this alien imposter is. With Galatea in his clutches, nothing will stop him from seizing the world. Nothing except an equal matching of power. That is why today I commit the glorious forces of Zapathier to the common cause of humanity. I offer this to President Norris so that our combined might will erase the doppelganger known as Cosmos from the face of the Earth. That was Wenling Chen reporting from Washington. Today's show was written and produced by John Dorsey and Maximilian Clark. Additional producing by Carla Lerner and Hunter Shelburne, with special thanks to Brenna Colleen. This episode's full cast can be found in the description below or on our website, sprpod.com. Be a hero to the show by sharing it with a friend. You can help us make more episodes by heading to patreon.com and looking up Superhuman Public Radio. Coming up next... Why do so many interdimensional time-traveling aliens have British accents? Meet the multiverse colonizers that brought the English language here to Earth 718. Next up on 100% Invisible. This is SPR. The Fable and Folly Network. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive, for they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Whoever you are, we're not scared of you. You hear a voice from inside that says, Please, help. I'm inside the dresser, help. Now I need you to listen to my very explicit instructions here, Adrian. Okay. Please ready your punching fists. Yeah, they're always ready. Now I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to open the door. Okay. And we're going to look inside the dresser. What if we don't? Could we not? (laughs) I need you to be brave for me. Okay. You were always very brave. I, okay, okay. So we're going to open the door and you're going to look in the dresser and yes. then what? And then if I tell you to, yep. we're going to punch it. The dresser? <laughs> <laughs> you said I had to be very, you said explicit. If there is someone in the dresser. I'm punching. We're going to punch him. What if it's a ghost? Well, then we're going to have ourselves a fun time. So, like a party? <laughs> like a birthday party. Okay, so we'll do some dancing and there will be a cake. Hopefully the yes. ghost brought it. Yes. Okay, I can do this. Okay. I'm going to open the door now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to open the door. You open the door and the dresser is back upright. All the drawers are back inside. 
but now it is next to the window and the bed is in a different corner. Of course it is. And the blood is pooling on the floor instead of the ceiling. It's dripping up. The Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now.